0: Praise God. Good morning. How's everybody doing? You should be good. You're in the house of God, right? Hallelujah. No better place to be than right here in the presence of God, worshiping God, hearing from God. Hallelujah. I mean, people should be excited to come to the house of the Lord. I know I am. Praise God. That's where we get to, to hear from heaven. That's what we need is we need a word from heaven. We need a word from God to help in our situations. And I believe God has a word for you this morning. He brought you here for this purpose, to hear a word from heaven. So are you ready to receive? (laughs) Praise God. All right, let's uh, open up our Bibles. We're going to look at Psalm chapter 34. Praise the Lord. Psalm chapter 34, and I'm going to start reading at verse 17. And he says, the righteous cry, and the Lord hears. And the Lord delivers them out of all their trouble. Did I read that wrong? Did, did he deliver us out of a few of our troubles? Most of our troubles, a lot of our troubles, all of our troubles. Do you believe that? You know we tend to believe you know God' God'll, God'll deliver the pastor out of all his troubles and he'll deliver sister. Super saint out of all her troubles. But what about me? Glory to God. Well, the question is here in this verse. Are you righteous? Do you believe you're righteous? See, the devil will lie to you and try to make you think you're not righteous. When Christ has made you righteous, Christ was made sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. In Christ you are righteous, so don't don't ever let the devil lie to you and steal this from you. If you're in Christ, you are righteous in Him. Praise God, He has cleansed you, He has washed you, He has made you a child of God. So now you know with absolute certainty that this verse is for you. The righteous cry unto the Lord. You know, when we go through problems, we go through crises in our life, it's, it's easy to forget sometimes that God is faithful to his word. God is going to come through every single time. He is reliable. He is trustworthy. You can depend on him every single time. He will never let you down. He has never once failed to keep his word. Not once. And he won't do it for you. Hallelujah. We can cry unto the Lord. And what does it say? He will deliver us out of our trouble every time. Now, we will have trouble. That's also evident in this verse. But he will deliver us every single time. Praise God. Do you believe that? Every single time. Not most of the time. Every single time he will deliver you. Praise God hallelujah. And then verse 18, the Lord is near unto them that are of a broken heart. When we're going through things, you know, our hearts can be broken sometimes. We can feel the weight and the pain and the, and, and the pressure of, of things going on in our lives and our families, with our with, uh, you know, dealing with problems in our bodies, our minds, our relationships, you know. All, all problems can be summed up in problems with your body, problems with your mind and emotions, problems with uh, your spirit, problems with finances and problems or social problems, problems with people, in other words. There's five, five major, major categories that no matter what problem you have, it falls under that. But guess what? God is faithful to deliver us through all of them. Understand, we, we have a tendency when we go through problems to rely on the flesh, to go back to, well, this is what I have, this is what I can do. Don't rely on yourself. Don't rely on your strength. Don't rely on your money. Don't rely on, on even... Uh, trusting uh, uh, people to do the right thing. Trust God to do the right thing. People are not always trustworthy. I'm sure you're aware, but God is always trustworthy. God is faithful to you. He is faithful to you, not because you're anything great, but because of Jesus Christ and His greatness and His accomplished work on that cross. Because He did the work. It's not about what, what, what you do and what you don't do. Thank God He Pleased God because He pleases God and He's ever before the throne of God. His blood is always before the throne of God. His blood witnesses that we are clean, we are righteous, we are created in holiness and righteousness in Christ Jesus. So we can approach the throne of God and ask for help in our time of need. Hallelujah. And he is near unto us. We know in the New Testament, he is actually as close as you can get. He's inside of us. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. So when, if you're feeling like you're having a broken heart, he saves such that it be of a contrite spirit. That means being humble, humbly approaching God, not depending on yourself. But then it says again in verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of most of them. (laughs) Out of them all, praise God. All. That's something to look forward to. I mean, you almost wait for the devil to attack you and say, come on, do your best. Come at me, bro, right? (laughs) Because you're going to get delivered every time. It's just another opportunity to see God work again, to see a miracle. Some of you need a miracle today. Hallelujah. You're going to get your miracle because you're trusting in God. Hallelujah. Have faith in the faithful one. He is dependable. He will always be there for you. He hears your prayer. The Lord will deliver you out of all your problems. Praise God. We, we, we need to stop looking at natural things and putting our faith in our job and our, in our financial situation or, or our lack thereof. Having our faith in, in uh, ourselves and our strengths and our, our physical abilities, our mental and intellectual abilities, whatever they may be. Let's put our faith in God first and foremost. You know, we all, we all have challenges at, at different times in our life. The devil will attack your body, try to get you sick and things. And, and you know, he'll, he'll feed thoughts into your mind and say, you know, God's not going to heal you this time. Hallelujah. But you've got to have faith that God is faithful to deliver you. Hallelujah. He is always faithful to keep his word. Amen. Praise God. When, when things look impossible, that's what, that's what, when we get on our knees and say, I can't do this. This is impossible, God. That's what God is waiting for you to realize. So we reach up to heaven, and say, God, help me. One of the easiest and greatest prayers is, God, help me. So we, we all have difficulties, like we face sickness or, or, or something going on in our life, and we just reach up and say, God, help me. And he reaches down and says, that's what I've been waiting for, is you to call on me in faith. Will you trust me? Will you rely on me? Will you stop looking to, you know, we, we tend to first look to, oh, uh, let's see what the doctor says. Let's see what pills, what medications I could take. Thank God for all that. I believe all, those are all blessings. Thank God for those. You know, doctors and all those, they're they're in the same business as God. They want to heal people. They want to bless people. They want to help people. Thank God for them. But first, we rely on Jesus Christ. First, we rely on our faith in God. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Put your faith in the Word of God. Hallelujah. And He will touch you. He will heal you. Uh, that means you still got to take care of your body that don't mean you you can act like a fool and just just eat anything you want and just sit around lie on the couch all day long and do nothing and and say god heal me you you have to take care of your body it's something it's it's you are stewards of your body that means you are to manage your body just like anything your finances your family your your job your business whatever we're stewards of all these things that god's given us in the earth right so to be steward of, that means we've got to take care of it. So we can't not take care of it and, and, then ex- and ask God for a miracle. Because you're not being faithful in taking care of the things He's given you. If you're not faithful in the small things, you're not going to be faithful in anything. Be faithful. Take care of your body. Uh, you don't have to be some super athlete. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying you know what to do. You know the stuff that you shouldn't be eating. And you know you've know you got to do some exercise and take care of things and, and so forth. Take care of your body. Be faithful with what he's given you. Take you, you know, be faithful with your finances. Give unto the Lord, first and foremost. Be faithful with your finances and, and not spending it and just getting yourself in trouble buying stuff you don't need or getting yourself into debt. When you're faithful, it'll be easy for you to get out of trouble. The devil will still attack you. You can be doing everything right. The devil's still going to attack. Just because the devil attacks doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. You may be. You may not be. Nonetheless, the devil comes from time to time. At seasons and he tries to steal kill and destroy but you have authority in the name of Jesus if you're in Christ you can say devil shut up in the name of Jesus you're a liar that is not true he comes bringing doubt to your mind he comes bringing fear and worry to your mind and you've got you've got to win that battle in your mind first and foremost to, to have faith in God. You know, faith is something that your heart does. I, I have faith that God is always going to come through. He's always going to deliver me every single time. But I've still got to win that battle, first and foremost, in my mind. So when the thoughts come of worry and fear and doubt, and you feel like your whole world is caving in, and you're, you feel shaken, and, and you feel like there looks like there's no hope, that's, that's when you're starting to lose the battle in your mind. You've got to cast down those thoughts. You've got the name of Jesus To cast down the thoughts of the enemy. You've got the authority in Jesus Christ's name. You've got the word of God to get it back into your mind and say, No, devil, this is what God says. This is a great psalm, to to just the whole psalm. I I can't go through the whole thing. But these verses, uh, chapter 34, Psalm 34, praise God. Go through uh, Psalm 34 when you're going through trouble. Go through Psalm 91 when you're going through trouble. God will deliver you from all your troubles, praise God. Another psalm even says, even if you got yourself into trouble, when you turn, repent, God will deliver you every single time. Praise God. Get get your mind back on the Word of God. Start start speaking the Word of God. Blessing your children. Bless your children with the Word of God. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. Praise God. Tongue that rises up in judgment against them shall be shown to be in the wrong. Praise God. Start blessing your children, speaking life over your children. Even the smallest, the babies. They don't have to understand. You can lay hands on them. Bless them in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God loves them. God, God has a plan for their life. He has a plan for your life. He's not done with you yet. But you start, You, you got to start getting some things right in your life. You can't, can't be living in the world, walking in the world, not taking care of the things that you know you're supposed to take care of and think everything's going to just work out. We, we, in, in fact, we really shouldn't be living from miracle to miracle. We, when, when people always, always, always have to have a miracle in their finances and a miracle in here and miracle with this. and uh, You shouldn't be living in a going from miracle to miracle always needing a, a, just a supernatural miracle because you're in so much trouble. You should be walking in the blessings of God. When you're walking in the blessings of God, your normal everyday life is just a blessing. It's, it, it's just a steadiness. There's just a, a constance in your life. Yeah, you're going to hit some bumps and you're going to hit, but it isn't going to be like you're going to fall off a cliff every other day. Whereas if, if, if God doesn't come through with a miracle, it's a disaster. There's, there are times we might need a miracle, but your normal everyday life shouldn't be like that. If, if, if you're always needing a miracle, You need to check up on some of the things that you're doing. You're you're probably messing up somewhere. You're you're probably not being faithful with your finances. You're probably spending the money wrong, getting into debt. You're probably not taking care of your body. You're probably uh, not spending time in the Word. You're not spending time in God's presence, in prayer. You're not going to church. You know, one one of the greatest sermons I've ever heard was not a sermon at all. There was a, a, a pastor pastoring a church. And, and one of his, his uh, faithful members just stopped going to church. Just out of the blue. Didn't, didn't say anything. Didn't do anything. Just stopped going to church. So the pastor would go and try to visit him. And he wouldn't let him in. Then <laughs> the pastor would come, come back another day and he wouldn't let him in. Then the pastor would come back again and he finally let him in. So the pastor just walks in and, and it, it was cold. It was, it was really cold. And So the pastor comes in, and, and there's, a, there's a fire going. So the, the host, the man that stopped going to, going to church, he's, he's, he just went down, sat, sat in front of the fire, didn't say a word. The pastor sat down next to him, didn't say a word, and they just sat there and looked at the fire. And they're just looking at the fire, and looking at the fire, didn't say a word, just looking at the fire. Then the pastor reaches down, gets some tongs, and grabs a coal, and grabs a coal and pulls it out to the side, outside of the fire, and leans back and, they just sit there and look at the coal, and the embers are just going, and then slowly they, they fade away. They go out. The coal went dark. Well, the pastor looked at his watch and said, didn't say a word. He just said, well, to himself, I, about time for me to go. They took the coal, put it back in the fire. It lit back up again. pastor went to the door, and, and the host said, Pastor, that was the greatest sermon I've ever heard. He had tears coming down his face. He said, I'll be in church next Sunday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fiery sermon. (laughs) Praise the Lord. We need to be in church. There's some things that when we get things out of order, well, yeah, you're going to live from miracle to miracle. But when we start going to church, when we start living right, we start doing the things we know we're supposed to be doing, we all know what we're supposed to be doing. We, God's given us some stuff to take care of, to steward, to manage. And, and, and of course, we're going to be accountable how we manage our, our children, our, our bodies, our finances, our homes, or, 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 you know, whatever he's blessed you with. Everything you have, of course, is, is from him. He's the source. So you can't be, you know, acting all crazy with your money and, and then, you know, wondering why you can't, can't pay your rent. can't pay your mortgage, you know, buying $500 sneakers, but you can't. Feed yourself. You know, people. You know, people do some stupid stuff. I'm sure you've heard. <laughs> people do some stupid, stupid <laughs> stuff. I mean, I, I, I had a, a a fraud charge on my card, my credit card. This I think it was the week before, and uh, $500 charge. In fact, they tried to charge it twice, and and my 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 credit card stopped it. They stopped it. Thank God, $500. And it was this foreign name, and it was this weird. So I looked it up. I said, well, what, did, what did they charge? Who are these, what is this merchant that they charge five, what did they want for $500? And, and I looked it up, and they, they, were, they were $503 pair of shoes. And they looked like just regular shoes. They didn't look like anything special at all. They had a, like a little gold star on them. $500 for some shoes. Of course, fraud is wrong. But that's just stupid. It's just that the mentality of the world is is to to just, the bling mentality, to, to look good on the outside, but they are dead and empty on the inside. Work on your inside first. Make sure you're right with God. Make sure you put the right things, the right values first as priority. Make the first things the first things. Make the important things the most important things in your life. Amen. You know, there's a story in our Bible, in fact, we'll look at it in just a minute, we're going to look at Romans chapter 4, but uh, uh, it's a story of Abraham, you know, God had called Abraham, you know, out of his country, you know, we, God's called us all out of something, he's called us out of the world, he's, maybe he's called you to, to move, uh, you know, here to the Dallas area and attend this church. He's, I, know, I remember he called me into ministry. He's called me to, to go to a Bible school. God's called us out of a place where, where we're comfortable in the world. He had to move. Abraham had to move out of his father's household, uh, whether it was paganism and, and worship of idolatry and all this stuff. So anyway, God called him out of this place and, and said, I've called you to a land, and, and he will give him this this land, and he goes to this land, and he says, everything you see, northeast, southwest, it's all yours. I will give it to you. I will bless you. You will be a blessing to the nations. Hallelujah. What a blessing to get to hear from God, that God will bless you. Praise God. That's a covenant that God was making with his man, Abraham. Hallelujah. And, and, and so Abraham, uh, you know, left his house, and he, he went down to Egypt and, and uh, had some problems in Egypt. And, and so he had to leave Egypt and, and, and he finally went into what we call the promised land, the, the land that was given to, to Abraham eventually. And uh, God says, I will give you all the land. But th- then what was interesting, he, he also said, you know, I will make your seed like the dust of the earth. That means there's going to be so many that you can't count them as if you could count the dust of the earth, which is impossible. So God was going to bless him with so many children that you couldn't even count on. But Abraham was 75 years old. He hadn't had a single child. His body was dead. It was an impossible situation. It, he, he needed an absolute miracle. He, <laughs> there's, and, and so Abraham, he didn't, he didn't in fact, we'll get it, let's go ahead and look at Romans chapter 4. Let me go, go over there. In Genesis 15, don't look there, I'm I'm just quoting, that he says, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. It was imputed to his account. He is righteous in the eyes of God because he just had faith. He believed God was faithful to his word. That's what we need to have, is faith in God. Hallelujah. And being not weak in faith. Talking about Abraham. He was not weak in faith. You have to realize he was 75 years old. God believe, uh, uh, Abraham believed the promise from God that he would have a child when he was 75. His wife was 65. But then it was 25 years later before God showed up again. Still no children, at least not the right way. No children for 25 years. Abraham went off in the flesh and had Hagar with a concubine. But Still, that was not the promise of God. He tried to do it in his own flesh, in his own way. And we always try to do that, don't we? We always, you know, we might even hear from God and, and we say, well, let's make it happen. Let's, let's see what we can do. Let's put our hand to the work. No, 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 no. You have to have faith in God's timing and in God's way. Of course, God's timing is never ours. We want it now. Hallelujah, but 25 years later, God showed up again and says, no, from your own loins, you and Sarah shall have a child this time next year. That means Abraham was 100 years old. Sarah was 90 years old. It was impossible. They couldn't have children when they were young. It was certainly impossible for them to have them when they're 190. Hallelujah, but God. Praise the name of Jesus. But God. So Abraham was not weak in faith. He considered not his own body. uh, Now dead. It was dead. So he got his eyes off of the impossibility. And that's what we need to do. Get our eyes off the problem, the impossibility, and get our eyes back on the word of God. But God said this. He will deliver me every single time. Being not weak in faith. So weak faith. You could switch it around and say weak faith looks at the impossibility. Weak faith looks at what is not possible. Weak faith focuses on the problem. You just flip this whole verse around, that's what weak faith does. But strong faith looks not at the problem, considers not his own body now dead. So when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, the next verse, he staggered not. Praise God. Staggered not. That means he didn't waver at all. Sometimes when, of course, when we're in a situation, we're in a, a crisis, we, we have these thoughts come of everything that could possibly go wrong. And so we, we have the, the, the opportunity to stagger. He that wavers is, is, is not going to receive anything from the Lord because he's wavering between doubt and, and faith. He's wavering between unbelief and belief abraham staggered not that's where we have to get to a place we it's down deep in your heart you have to win the battle in the mind first and say i choose to cast down the thoughts of worry of fear of doubt i cast down the thoughts i'm going to hold on to god through this and god's going to hold on to me and he'll never let me go he never once fails his word he has never failed and never will He is one with His Word. In the beginning was the Word. He is one with His Word. So Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. So if you are staggering, if you're waving, tending towards believing doubts and fears and worries, then you're staggering. Get your mind off of that. That is not strong in faith. That's weak in faith. To be strong in faith, get your mind on the Word of God. Hallelujah. Go back to Psalm 34. He will deliver me. He will set me free. He will heal my body. Praise God. Giving glory to God. Then the next verse, and being fully persuaded. Not mostly persuaded, fully persuaded. He's 100 years old. It's impossible for him to have a child. There are situations you might be going through, it seems impossible. Be fully persuaded that God loves you, He's with you. He's not going to forsake you. He is on your side. He is faithful to keep you. It's all going to be all right. You just got to hold on for a little while. Fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able. Of course, not only he is uh, willing to do it for you, but he is able. The God that created all things, of course, he can create a child and keep that child in Sarah's womb. Hallelujah. The God that created the universe, <laughs> of course, he can create something for you. He can deliver you. He can, he can help you, provide all your needs. Praise God. Hallelujah. Be fully persuaded. That's another, defi- uh, another uh, definition of, the, of faith. Let's look at uh, 1 Peter chapter 5. And here we'll find one of the main things we need to do. 1 Peter chapter 5. Casting all your cares on him. Praise God. All your cares. Let me go ahead and read it. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Cast all your cares. Well, that's how God gets all our problems resolved, delivered from all problems, because we've cast them all upon him. See, as many as you're holding on to, saying, I'm going to fix this myself, I'm going to do it, I can do this, I can do that, I'm going to. You haven't cast it on the Lord. You're trusting in yourself. Or if you're holding on to it with fear and doubt and worry, it's still in your hands. You you haven't given it to the Lord. How can you get delivered by the Lord's hand if it's not in the Lord's hand? You need the Lord's mighty hand to deliver you. Well, you gotta put the problem in his hand. And this is this is really something you do all the time because the thoughts don't stop coming. The, the, the fear, the worry just it, it doesn't end at times, depending on whatever you're going through. The, the, the devil will paint the picture with the worst case scenario every time in your mind, you're gonna lose your home, you're gonna lose your car, you're gonna lose your family, you're gonna you're gonna die. You know, he's gonna paint worst-case scenario. And if, if you don't resist him, he will not flee. The Bible says, "Resist the devil and he flees. It's not up to God to resist. You're the one that has to deal with those thoughts. It doesn't say God will resist the devil for you. It never te- teaches you that, that God deals with the devil. Do- God actually dealt with the devil on the cross. Now you are to enforce that authority you've been given because you're in Christ. You've been given the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, so you resist the devil and he will always flee. The Bible says the word flee in one translation, he will flee as in terror. See, so he's afraid of you realizing what Christ has done for you on that cross. He's afraid of you of getting a revelation of the cross and what has been made available to the children of God. Get a revelation. God has saved you god has delivered you god has set you free god has healed you god has has given you the holy ghost you've got everything you need you've been given every spiritual blessing in christ jesus you've got everything you need you don't have to look to the hand of man though blessings can can come men can give and help and bless you and 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 thank god for doctors and all these different ways that god uses people to bless you but understand the source is first and foremost God. Have faith first in God. God is faithful. You can trust Him in your problem if you cast all your care on Him. This is a constant thing. When the thoughts come, cast down the thoughts and say, Lord, I cast my care on you. That means just to roll the entire burden over on the Lord. Just imagine a big, heavy sack that you're carrying and just roll it off on Him and just, you can stand up straight and breathe again feels good. I ain't worried about this. God's got it. Just go on living life and enjoying life and praising God like it's already taken care of. Because it is. Once you've rolled it on him, glory to God. Casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. He cares for you. Realize God loves you. You know, let's let's keep going. Verse verse 8, you need to realize he knows you're going through something. You you, you will have trouble in this life. We have an enemy in this life. Be sober. Be be vigilant. Sober, I talked about last time I spoke, means uh, be awake to truth. It is the truth that helps you live in the reality. The truth is his word. His word is truth. This is reality. Every other other thought from the devil is a delusion. It's a lie. It's not reality. It's not going to come to pass because it comes out of the father of lies. Everything he says is a lie. Therefore, you know it's not true. So it's almost like if the devil says something, well, praise the Lord, I know that's not true. Hallelujah. The truth is, hallelujah, what God's Word said. Be sober. Live in truth. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Well, who who is he going to devour? Those that don't know the truth? Ignorant of the Bible. Those maybe that know the truth but are not walking in it. Those that don't know about the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, that we can, we can resist the devil in the name of Jesus. Whom resist steadfast, again, again, this is your part, resist him, the devil, steadfast in your faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So who's the devil trying to devour? It's the, the brethren that are in the world. All around the world, Christians are going through trials and tribulations, not just you. The devil would make you think it's just you. It isn't just you. everywhere, everywhere, the devil's at work, him, his fallen angels and demons are trying to just convince people of lies. Stealing, killing, and destroying. He doesn't have the power to do stuff. He has, all he has is thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. He has the ability to put thoughts in your mind and when you latch a hold of them and believe the fear and the worry and the worst case scenario, that's when it, it solidifies into your heart and, and then you're going to be in trouble. But if you have the thoughts of God's Word in your heart, and that solidifies, that means it, it gets, it, it, in your mind you say, I cast down the thoughts, and then it gets down into your heart where you have true confidence that God is Faithful. He is going to help me this time. He, he is going to, he's never once failed me, and he's not going to fail me this time. That's when that faith just solidifies down in your heart, and you can hold steady in the storm like an anchor. That'll hold you. It starts by making a decision with your mind, casting down the thoughts, and then down in your heart. You, you're steady. You, so the thoughts come, and you could almost laugh at the thoughts because they're so ridiculous. You're going to die. You almost laugh at the devil. <laughs> no, I'm not going to die. The Lord is going to heal me. The Lord's going to deliver me. The Lord is going to help me uh, take care of my, my family and pay take care of my, paying my rent and all these things that, that are necessities. He will provide all your needs. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things. That's that word all again. It keeps popping up. All these things shall be added unto you. All these things that you need. He'll take care of all your needs. Resist the thoughts, knowing the same aff- afflictions are accomplished in your and that are in the world. And the next verse says, but God, <laughs> but the God of all grace. I like that part. Hallelujah. Some people have their butt in the wrong place. <laughs> but God, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know how I can do it, Lord, No, 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 no. Get to a verse like this. But God, the God of all grace, who's called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered for a while. So there is some suffering. (laughs) You can't have faith to the point where you won't have any suffering. No such thing. (laughs) No, you will suffer for a while, but it's temporary. See, the word while just means it's temporary. That's That's. All your problems are always, uh, always temporary, just for a while. He will make you perfect. That word perfect means he will restore. He will complete thoroughly what he has begun in you. He can use that problem you're going through and perfect you, make you who you're supposed to be, so that when this problem comes again, (laughs) you'll literally laugh. It, It won't even be a problem to you at all. You won't even... It won't even be a temptation to have doubt, not even a little bit. Or when it comes to your family, when it comes to someone uh, that you know, your your children, you can teach them, hey, have faith. God's God's got this. I've been through this. It's easy. God will take care of it. He'll make you perfect, established. That means steady, rock steady, strengthen you and settle you. I'm asking musicians to come back. He will do it praise God, hallelujah, we don't look to our ability, we look to our God who will deliver us from all, all things that the enemy brings against our family, our, our bodies, our, our lives, our sp- we, we don't look at our, our, look how good I've been Lord, so Lord please help me, no, no, It it is, don't point to yourself and how good you've been and how you've been going to church and how you've been tithing and don't look to you, look to Christ Jesus alone. That's what he's looking for, is for you to have faith. Praise God in Christ. It has to be in him. He has to get all the glory. You must give all glory to Jesus Christ. All honor goes to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And, and in the end, you'll see him deliver you. And if you need a miracle, you'll see a miracle show up. In an impossible situation like Abraham, he had that baby. He had Isaac. It was impossible for him to have a baby. But, but God, God showed up. Will you believe God this morning with me? I know some of you are going through some things with your, with your bodies, with your families, with, with, with finances. Maybe all of them at the same time. I know how that is. praise God. Why don't you stand with me? Will you believe God? Will you believe in God's faithfulness unto you? (laughs) He's going to come through for you. Hallelujah. Close your eyes. I want you to just talk to God right now. I'm not going to even say anything. I just want you to talk to God. If thoughts of doubt are coming, cast down those thoughts and start talking to God and say God I trust you right now I hear the word of the Lord this morning and I'm going to trust you and I'm just going to be quiet for a moment Hallelujah those thoughts of doubt that you had this is a good time for that this word was for you this morning hallelujah thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord God hallelujah Thank you, thank you, thank you. Some of you got to stop putting the things of the world in, spending more time in the things of the world and TV and entertainment and hanging around people that don't even believe and start getting back into the Word again. Getting back into the, the Bible and reading, building up your faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Shinrananora, Selandra Tacaranastu. Oratere, Silamra Pacaraneste. Roshtren Sebarano, Silananaca Mato. Thank you, Lord. Sura You've been shaken in the past hallelujah but the word of the lord is to you today hold on hold on hallelujah hold on hold steady and it'll soon pass glory to god it will soon pass that's the word for some of you today that are going through some issues at work your bodies it will soon pass hallelujah and you'll see a glorious future the sun will rise upon you the sun the son of God (laughs) will get glory the name of Jesus will be glorified so when the devil, devil comes back again with this temptation to worry and to doubt You've been perfected. You've been held steady in the hand of God. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. He is working on you and what He has begun in you, He will accomplish. He will finish the work in you. He's not done yet. Glory to God. We love you, Lord. We thank you, God. Just give Him praise this morning. Thank you, Lord, like it's already done. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. We put our confidence, our trust, and reliance on you and you alone. We praise you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, we praise you. Glory to God.